Securities offered through Kester Investment Services, LLC, Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here is Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. My name is Josh Gilbert, sitting here with Jeff Zufall, the Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group, also the author of Keep What's Yours, How to Leverage the New Tax Law to Create Unfair Advantage Over Your Competition. That's the book. This is the radio show version of it, Jeff. And welcome to the show. Can I get you a chair? No, no. I've been uh, sitting for five weeks, six weeks, something like that. So standing is great. (laughs) And this is it. This is tax time. We are just about there. Um. When is tax day? It's 18th. Tuesday. 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 Is there some sort of holiday or something? Yeah, it's um, uh, Emancipation Day in Washington, D.C. Okay. On, well, I guess technically it falls on Monday. It falls on Sunday, so it falls on Monday Monday. as the actual holiday. So we get an extra day. With the garbage. Yeah. uh, You know, (laughs) if there's a holiday on Tuesday. Monday, they don't pick up my trash until Wednesday. That's so right. I get it. That's how it works. Tax day is on Tuesday. Tuesday. So I uh, don't really have a lot of time. And I know that Connor here at the station said, I haven't done my taxes yet. And I'm like, what are you waiting for? <laughs> and he said, I'm single. I have one job. That's right. And I own no property. I was like, oh, you could. Yeah. So, again, on the, on exactly. The yeah, it takes that's the free file. He could jump in there, do the free file. Boom, be done in no time flat. Um, super simple. Absolutely. Um, super duper simple. Um, so, well, I mean, speaking of taxes, it gets harder and harder as we get older, I feel, as we start yes. cruising towards retirement, as we add more real estate to our mm-hmm. portfolio, as we add more children to our yes. family roles. Yes. You know, roll call, how many kids do we have now? <laughs> it gets harder and harder and harder to do this on our own. Yeah. And I, I don't get it. Uh, you tell me this, Jeff. You've seen this more, and I want to talk to you about how it's been going in the last couple of weeks. Um, because, you know, you, you stormed in here, papers, uh, you know, <laughs> falling out of your hands. You got, you brought my tax returns. That's right. Do I owe money? No. Okay, good. <laughs> That's the point. That's the point. <laughs> um, but you tell me, has, has, do people come to you ever and they say, hi, Jeff, uh, I was listening to the radio show. I try to do my own taxes this year. Uh, and, uh, my computer exploded. No, they don't say that. They say, hey, we've been listening to you for a while. Um, we did sit down and looked at our own tax return and went, ooh, we don't want to touch it. Yeah. And that's why we called you. <laughs> yeah. And it's that easy. It's so. that easy. And, you know, they got TV commercials running now that uh, they must have been listening to the show because I've been, I've been <laughs> screaming, you know, call Jeff. Why are you doing your own taxes? Have Jeff's do them for you. And the mm-hmm. TV commercials that are out now, uh, basically, I think the tagline is don't do your own taxes. Because yeah. why would you? Exactly. Why would you want to? It's it's a headache. It's a process. And frankly, you're probably not doing them t- 
to the best. Exactly. There's a lot of stuff done. that we see that people come in and we might back up and fix a year or two. Um, and it's it's crazy stuff that, you know, again, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you haven't dug deep into tax returns, we ran into one uh, a real estate professional, okay, uh, has probably a dozen rental properties are all over St. Louis. Looking at his tax return, um, this is the first year that we've done a return. I realized they didn't do depreciation on any of these real estate. They're, they're rentals. And real estate is your hidden little key in a sense where you get to take you take the value of the piece of property. So say that you buy a, a rental house for hundred grand, um, you get to take it and divide it by 27 and a half years, and you basically get $2,700 a year in depreciation, which is a deduction that you don't even see on your tax return. Um, so he had a, a dozen properties, no depreciation. Nobody ever told him. And he was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and so what I depreciation, that is the, you know, the new frontier for me when it comes to taxes, because we've chatted about just about everything. everything yeah. <laughs> and, and I do want to say, uh, I was going to get to this point, but uh, ha- talking to Jeff, going in and having Jeff do your taxes. Uh, yeah, he does your taxes for, you know, last year. But one of the biggest benefits is that he gets an eye at what what you're doing, and he can say, "Well, here's your taxes from last year. Exactly. But going forward for the next nine months, this is what months, you need to do. This is what you need to start doing yes. to keep even more money in 2024. Exactly. So that is, I think, what uh, is the big reason why you go and see Jeff because. Yeah, he could do our taxes, but we needed Jeff to tell us how to do that FSA exactly. for my son's schooling. That saves us. Yeah. That we, that keeps us. That keeps. It doesn't keeping, save. It keeps. Not savings, <laughs> but keepings. On our paycheck, we get to keep 1200 bucks this year. Yes. We kept 1200 bucks last year. In your pocket. In our pocket. And we're going to Disney. Oh, Woohoo! <laughs> my sister's kind of footing most of the bill. That's all right. But, you know, that 1200 bucks that's going to buy a lot of stuffed animals. That's and, right. And, uh, you know, Mickey ears. That's right. So that's going to help us go on vacation. And that's money that we otherwise would have been shipping off. To the feds. You'll never see government. it ever again. They don't need that. They'd fix the potholes on the street out there. but <laughs> They probably wouldn't, though. You know, it'll probably go to uh, some $1,200 toilet yeah. on a submarine somewhere. That's right. Uh, they're they're trying to send people back to the moon for some reason. So. I, I watch that. I, I, I hate to admit it, but... When I channel surf, when I watch TV, I really don't watch anything for a, a prolonged period. And I stumbled on C-SPAN, and they were announcing all of the astronauts. The new astronauts. Yeah, so I kind of watched a little bit of that. But they had all the kids there, and they made it like a game show kind of. Yeah. But it was I was like, yeah, that's cool. I so. mean, it's fun. There's probably some sort of scientific <laughs> benefit to this. But when I look at it and I say, would I rather keep 1200 bucks <laughs> in my paycheck and in my bank account yeah. or send more astronauts to the moon to the for moon. some reason? That's right. I kind of default to— Look at dirt. Yeah. Yeah, let me, <laughs> let me keep my money maybe, and maybe we'll go to the moon next decade. That's right. Anyway, uh, depreciation, brave new frontier, and maybe we do a show about this because we got a lot of stuff yes. to tackle today. But uh, <clears> essentially, <throat> depreciation, how does it work? Does that just mean that over 27 and a half years this guy can— Take depreciation and instead of paying taxes on well, so the theory would be is like in your case, you have rental income coming in the door, but you also have depreciation, and it helps offset that rental income. Now, the the bad effect or the the side effect of depreciation is if you have a piece of property that you purchased and you rented it, 
um, and you held it for that full 27 and a half years, you would depreciate it to zero, which means you have no basis in that piece of property. And you go, man, that's terrible. The way the current tax laws sit, if you ever sell it, you use what's called a 1031 exchange and you sell it and you basically push it into another piece of property and you never pay the tax. You keep pushing it down the road. Your children or whoever your heirs are will then hypothetically in, uh, inherit that piece of property on a step up in basis and nobody ever pays tax on it. Mm. Completely legal. Mm. So the theory is, is if you had, say you had a $100,000 piece of property, you had it depreciated over 27 and a half years and it just so happened that your rent was $2,700 coming in every year, um, you would offset your rent right there with your depreciation, and it's a push. Now, do you uh, tell me this? We own a rental property with my mom. You did our taxes this mm-hmm. year. You did my mom's taxes this yes. year. It just seems easier. <laughs> you know, she calls me and she says, I'll just have Jeff do them. Yeah. Uh, and she goes, oh, the other tax guy called me and said, hey, you ready to come in? I didn't tell him I went with Jeff. <laughs> well, you don't know. You don't owe him any explanations. You're going with Jeff. Um, did we take depreciation on our rental property? You did. All right. <clears throat> See, and if I try to do this myself, just yes. like this guy that just came to you with all yeah. of his rental properties, we'd miss it. You'd miss it. Just it, because, again, most, some of them, uh, some real estate people get it. They, they they know that goes right down that path. Um, and other people just, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So that's just one little bit right there that jumped right off the page, um, which saved him a, a bunch of money on a a dozen pieces of property. We're not going to go backwards and try and reclaim stuff or anything like that. That just causes too much confusion. Um, Just going forward, we will reset the deck and go. And that's what I like about this show. That's what I like about Jeff's book, Keep What's Yours. It's it's a little kind of handheld, little handy-dandy book. It's got a bunch of these ideas in there, depreciation. Mm-hmm. It's in there. <laughs> uh, uh, W-2 income, all this stuff is in there. And you, you kind of thumb through it and you say, oh, that actually that actually might pertain to yes. my tax scenario. Yes. You dog ear the page, you bring the book in to Jeff and you say, page 24, page 74, <laughs> and page 104, let's talk about it. And it's one thing t- to know. I don't know any of yeah. this. And talking to Jeff, you, you realize what you you don't know what you don't exactly. know. Uh, but it's another thing about implementing yes. the proper strategies and a, another thing I don't know how to do. So <laughs> you set us up with the FSA. You can call people's uh, HR. Yeah. You know, you we just do like a three-way phone <clears throat> yeah, call. Yeah, we do a conference call because we need you to or you, you or your wife to say, hey, talk to these guys. And then they validate who they are. You know, and give us permission and we go from there. Yeah, and then Jeff will talk to your HR company and you'll sit on uh, in the background and you'll say yes or no. And yeah. you'll say, hey, I like that idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you can all work something out because the worst thing is to get to the end of the year, start looking at your taxes. You finally decided to go to Jeff and he says, boy, you are in a really low yield, you know, a, account for your, you know, for your IRA or your 401k. Well, see what we also see, and that's part of what we kind of pluck off the the returns as we're doing. And we can't really have that big discussion, you know, this time of the year just because there's too much going on. Yeah. But right after tax season. And that is we see people who are high income earners um, who uh, put the bulk of their money in a, in, in a Roth 401k. And so if you look at it and then they owe tax and it's like, wait, (laughs) yeah. So the theory is reverse that. And again, everybody's different. The snowflake concept is very viable, 
But the concept is, is if you are at the highest earning bracket that you will be in your career, um, defer as much as you possibly can. Then come back at a later date. I mean, if you're at a 37% tax bracket today, the odds are when you retire, you probably won't be in a 37. Handful will, but you probably won't. And you'll fall back down to a lower tax bracket. So pre-tax the money today, take the deduction, pay less tax, put more money away. And then as you get older, you're going to take it out of the lower lower tax bracket. And that's that. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. That's the trick. And yes. everybody knows the idea. You take money out tax-free with the agreement to the IRS. Yeah, that you're a partner. Either written or unwritten. <laughs> it's written, boy. I'm, right, I'm going to pay this tax later. Yeah. And hopefully when later comes, the tax rate is, I'm 24% right now. Exactly. At least I was last year. We can yeah, talk you're about still, it. still there. Still there. <laughs> um, and then the idea is when I go to take it out, when I'm, you know, 65, 70, Two, 72, <laughs> 75, uh, hopefully I, my tax liability is lower than A little bit lower. Exactly. And that's the game. It's a game. It's, and, it's that simple just to look at. Now, again, if you say, oh, man, I put all that money away and I was at a 24% bracket and I'm still at a 24, congratulations. It's okay. Yeah. We'll but at least it. you you uh, were able to sock it away and it, it maybe it made more money. Exactly. Exactly. You know, what, what do they call that? Compound interest. Compounding interest. Yeah. Mm. So, so, again, it, most even people, if it's a wash, you probably will end up on the positive. Yeah, to a degree. And, again, that's the flip. The One of the flips is everybody says, oh, well, tax rates are going to go up and continually go up. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, they'll probably go up dramatically over the next couple of years. But, again, that's an unknown. So you can't say, oh, I'm going to predict where tax rates are going to be five years yeah. from now. But I, I say I want to retire in 20 years. You keep saying it's going to be more like 35. Yeah. 35 <laughs> years from now. Who knows? Who knows? They might have gone up and then come back down again. And the funny part is because in the tax law, no one really pays attention to this until we get off into 2024 and it'll become a a huge topic. All of Trump's tax reforms, cuts, whatever you want to call it. 2017 Trump tax cuts. They all expire. Paul Ryan passed it through the uh, the house mm-hmm. and then uh, quit. And then quit. <laughs> and then quit. <laughs> My job is done. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Um, but again, nobody pays attention to this. Um, so the question will be is whoever wins in 2024 controls the tax law going into 25 because mm-hmm. they're going to have to reset everything. Whether they want to or not, it's not whether an option. Whether they renew it yeah. or whether they exactly. come up with a different idea. They could it's, adjust some it's stuff. Gone. Yeah. So you know that the IRS, and again, that's what their job is, IRS is going to sit down, figure out where that sweet spot is. And I say the sweet spot on income brackets and ages and figure out, hey, we'll just raise taxes 3% here. And they will actually use that to create the budget going forward. That's kind of the unspoken stuff. It goes on behind closed doors. It's never really explained to people on how mm-hmm. they do it. But they'll do that calculation, and the odds are they'll take some stuff away. They may give us some stuff, but we won't know that until 2025. And that's <clears throat> that's the game is to follow the news and uh, watch your money, make an agreement ahead of time and say, I'll pay the taxes later, and hopefully you can game the system. Yeah. And it's all legal. It completely. It's, yeah. it's all on <clears throat> the up and up. You yeah. just have to be involved with it. You can't yes. just kind of throw it away. Uh, sock it away into an account and just one day say, oh, I'm going to start taking my money out. You have to have a plan. <laughs> a plan, 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 plan. Yes. And uh, you want to make sure that the plan is in place and thought of 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. You know? I mean, we do projections for people when we build the plans, when we do the financial plans. We'll go five years and stop. 
Because um, once you go over five years, you're kind of just throwing numbers out there for kicks as tax rates. We use sure. current tax rates today, you know, and based upon your income. Now, if your income is going to drop dramatically, that's something that we would kind of play with, you know. But but past five years, you can't really project because you have no idea where you're going to be. Yeah. So well, it's tax planning for the future. It's tax planning for every paycheck that mm-hmm. I get. This this FSA that we have comes right out of my wife's paycheck every two weeks. Yeah. And if we hadn't set that up, you know, we'd be funneling twelve hundred bucks to the federal government yep. rather than going into our pockets. And if you want to know a little bit more about how that works, just call Jeff and say, "Give me the Josh plan," and, <laughs> and he'll sign you right trademark. up. Uh, <laughs> trademark. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's kind of what. We do here. We let people know that there's way too much involved in this for one person or one family yeah. to kind of to, handle. To, to sit down and play with. If it's a you're going to sit down one time a year and, and attack it, yeah, that's borderline. And yeah. I say borderline from a standpoint. If you just had a W-2 and you're single, um, that's a different story. Yeah, totally different story. File for free. Yeah. And you basically go file for free. You jump in there, do your thing, you're done. Um, 45 minutes probably total. But if you have assets, you have uh, a higher income, you don't like the tax that you're paying, <clears throat> you can't just wave a wand on it and fix it immediately. But over a period of time, you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like even my personal tax return, as I go through it, um, I actually started on it probably in January and I'll work a 10 minutes, 15 minutes a week on it. Um, but it's the a fact of sitting and looking at it and going, hey, I could just, I could shave 20 bucks here. I can shave 30 bucks there. And you just continuously, it's a multitude of different ideas and concepts going forward. Yeah. So it's not like just wave a wand and go, Hey, take that one tax break and saves you. Um, it's a series of them that you implement all year long. And 1200 bucks <clears throat> is nothing to sniff at. Like no, I said, not that's, at all. That's going to 1200 bucks. <laughs> that's going to put us on, on vacation. So they'll buy you your VIP pass at Disney. Yeah. <laughs> a fast pass for one, one day, one day. <laughs> Um, so that's what Jeff can do for you. And I always tell this story. I mean, it is tax time. Uh, my sister used to do my taxes. She used to do my wife's taxes. <laughs> uh, but when we got married, yeah. uh, bought a house, uh, got a rental property with my mom and dad, uh, you know, started asking about depreciation, had um, college uh, student loans yes. rolled in there, <laughs> had a baby. My sister was like, I'm not I'm doing out. I, yep, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want I don't do my, she doesn't do her own taxes because <laughs> they're so complicated. She was doing ours because they were easy. Yeah. But as life gets more complicated, mm-hmm. so do our taxes. You need somebody to, number one, do them for you. And number two, help you find ways to keep more of what's yours. And they're out there. And we just talked about them. Depreciation, FSAs, HSAs, health yes. savings accounts. Yeah. All these stuff, uh, these things are out there for you to take advantage of. And whether you know about it or not, number one, they're there. Number two, how do I implement them? Jeff can handle all of that for you. So I will say this. We'll go to commercial break. But Jeff is going to finish out the rest of this week. Tax day is on Tuesday. Woo-hoo. He's going to clean up the office <laughs> uh, uh, for the rest of the week. And come Friday, he's going to hang the sign up that says we're closed. Um, <laughs> Friday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. When is the vacation scheduled? It's not for a couple of weeks. It okay. got all goofed up. So. Uh, well, okay. yeah. so Jeff will start cleaning up his office for the next two weeks. And two then weeks. Head and out then. of town. You'll never hear from him. Uh, he'll, At least for six days, seven days. Seven days. Yeah. And then he'll resurface and you can start putting uh, dates on his calendar because that, I think, is the most important part of this process. Yes, you have to file your taxes. If you don't, you're going to incur 
way too many fines Crazy. and penalties from the government. Crazy stuff. That you know, it's, it's stupid. Just pay your taxes. We've had whole shows about that. <laughs> um, the penalties are like 5%, 10%. Oh, yeah. And it's just, oh, it's nuts. Failure to file, failure to pay esti- proper estimated payments. Not just pay estimated, but proper estimated payments. Yeah. Um, and then if you owe, the time clock starts ticking on interest. Um, the interest is a dumb rate today. So Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you're like one of these people who are like, ah, I, I won't worry about my taxes, you know, let them come after me. Uh, those people, oh, six, they'll come after you. <laughs> six, nine, 12 months from now are like, oh, my God, I should have just paid them. Those are those are the ones like, and I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, you start to see the ads now on do you owe back taxes? Yeah. You know these. You know they're going to kick in your door tomorrow morning. You got the IRS call us. breathing down your neck. And I think there was a report on maybe the news just the other day. I caught a just a, a short minute of it talking about the scams. Um, people saying, "Oh, yeah. hey, we can save you." And there was a, a gentleman that was on there. I think he paid like. $7,000 or some insane number to them. And they did nothing, nothing. All they did was basically deferred it for like six months. Um, and yeah, that was our it. job here is done. Yeah. And then do anything for yeah. me. And then they put them on an installment agreement. I'm like, you could go online to irs.gov and, and the installment agreements right there. You can fill it out in five you seconds yourself. and do it yourself. That's all they did. And charge yeah. them seven grand, for seven it. grand. If you need a tax <clears throat> assistance, if you are behind on your taxes, if you do have the IRS breathing down your neck, give Jeff a call. Yes. Capital Advisory Group, 636-394-5524. Like I said, my favorite part about Jeff is that, yes, he does your taxes. Everyone has to do them. you got to file them. Don't ignore them. Don't bury your head in the sand. The fees are, are insane. But my favorite part is when he gets back from his uh, tax holiday, when he gets back from vacation, <laughs> You can get a, a date set on the calendar, go in and see him and say, all right, I want to do the Josh plan or yes. tell me how I can keep <laughs> more of my money or what do I do for the next eight months yeah. or how can I make sure that I don't owe next year because I owed this year. Yes. And, you know, maybe it's it's your withholdings. Maybe it's as simple as that. You, uh, about 80 percent of the time it's that simple. Um, that simple. Now, again, looking at some of the returns as we go forward last year, 2021 was a really good year in the market. So the dividend income and the capital gains, people trading stock or just distributions where you have no control over it, just the fund, a mutual fund itself just distributes its gains for the year, were huge. So this year, 2022, wasn't too hot in the market. Matter of fact, it was terrible. Um, so you don't see, we're not seeing the, the, the dividend distributions that high and our capital gains that great. So it's kind of pulling it down a little bit, but don't let that deceive you. Keep your estimated payments going. I mean, the market could pop in 23. If it does, then you go where you paid. You owed a bunch of tax one year. Then you paid all these estimated payments and you overpaid. And then the next year you're going to end up owing again. <laughs> yeah. So apply some of those overpayments. Apply them to the, the next year. And then you just kind of carry it forward. That way you don't have to pay you don't have to write checks, basically, as you go forward. One of many things that Jeff can tell you if you just go in and sit down with him and talk to him. 636-394-5524. Tax day is, is coming up in just a couple of days. <laughs> Four days. Uh, so, <laughs> tick-tock, tick-tock. Yeah, don't worry about <laughs> it. Jeff will do your taxes. But the biggest thing, the, the, the most important conversation is going forward, how do I make sure I can keep more of what's 
mine. Yes. Keep what's yours. That's the name of the show. It's the name of the book. And it's time for a commercial break. When we come back, I want to talk to Jeff and see how has it been going? How has tax season been this year? Is it different than last year? Are people getting more money back? Are people paying more money? We'll find out. Keep what's yours with Jeff Zufall, 636-394-5524, Capital Advisory Group, capitaladvisorygrp.com. Keep what's yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. You should, uh-huh. you should see Jeff. His, his glasses are askew. His hair looks like Dr. Emmett Brown from Back to the Future. Uh, he's wearing the same shirt that he's had on for the last week and a half. I'm kidding. <laughs> he looks great. But how has tax season been? We're coming up on tax. Today is technically tax day. Yeah. Ta- technically in the past it would be. Um, but it's not. <laughs> but it's not because it's on a weekend and there's a holiday in there. Tax yeah. day is on Tuesday. How has it been? What are you seeing? What You know. You have been telling us for the last uh, two months that people are not going to be seeing the returns that no, they got last year. They're not. They're not going to get the money yeah. back. Well, it, it, it's a, just a little bit lower um, just because there's the stimulus checks aren't out there anymore. Child tax credits don't exist. Um, your your little $300 and $600 charitable contributions don't exist, don't non, non-itemized. Yeah. Um, and so we see you know people coming in and they got – stacks of, you know, oh, I gave to this charity, that charity, so on and so forth, you know, 20 bucks here, 10 bucks there. Um, but you need today, you need to, you need to itemize or schedule A. So you have to go to about $13,000 single or about 26 married filing jointly before you even step over that threshold. And l- let me ask you, going back <clears throat> in history here, when did they do away with the itemization? The standard uh, that was the, the salt, which was state and local tax, mm-hmm. um, was capped at ten thousand dollars. And when they did that in twenty nineteen, that basically took away itemization for, I'll say eighty five ninety percent of yeah. America. Okay. And has that has that we can't write off our charitable deductions, but uh, they've kind of kicked us uh, through us a bone in other areas. Has that been better for my ta- – I mean, I'm a regular guy, Jeff. No. Has that been better for my taxes no. or worse? So in, in a sense, if you if you really look at it, and, and I hate to say it, but the bulk of America owns a house. Mm-hmm. Um, the federal government helped supplement the housing market in a roundabout way because you were able to write off your mortgage interest. So let's say that you had – and I'll go back <laughs> uh, a couple of years. You had a 4% mortgage out there. You typically were able to write off the bulk of your mortgage interest – got a deduction for it, so maybe really cost you 2%, and it helps supplement the mortgage industry. But SALT, which is state and local taxes, capped everything at 10000 bucks, and literally it really doesn't do anything for you anymore. Hmm. So if your real estate tax, and, and we don't really see it in, I'll say, the Midwest. We do, but we don't. If you're East Coast, West Coast, your real estate taxes are $30,000 a year. Here, you know, five, seven, eight, something like that, depending upon where you live. If you're capped at ten thousand, if you're capped at ten and you got a thirty thousand dollar real estate tax bill yeah. that you have to pay, and you only get ten back, it's now starting to kind of pull that subsidy away, if you want to call it. I mean, it's really what it is. So, 
what's taken place is they've brought that up numerous times to try to, to revise the salt, but they're not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, maybe in 2025 when they have when they're forced to, um, and when they do that, then the bulk of America can itemize again because you could use your real estate tax as part of the itemization. So if you need twenty six thousand dollars and you have thirty in real estate tax, boom, you're there. And that twenty six thousand dollars, you have to reach that threshold, married filing jointly. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, uh, to be able to start itemizing. Just to start, exactly. And most of us aren't even won't get there anywhere close yeah. to that. But if you had, if you had nine thousand dollars of real estate tax, you know, even, you can even count, you know, yeah. or seven thousand dollars real estate tax, and your your local tax that you pay. So the tax software automatically does a calculation depending upon. Your zip code in your neighborhood, you have a sales tax that's calculated, um, or local tax, I should say. And what it's trying to do is, you're everybody's over ten grand, pretty much always. So you're you're leaving money on the table, not being able to take that itemization. Yeah. So the the bone they threw us was twenty and twenty one. <clears throat> excuse me. They came along and said, "Hey, you get three hundred or six hundred dollars as a non itemization charitable contribution." Um, that was to help charities out and help everything as we went through COVID. And then 2022, they just took it away. Took it off. Yeah. Okay. So there's nothing out there anymore. So we see people that are like, hey, I got all this charity. And it's like, good luck because you need a ton of money. <laughs> Let me ask you this. For some of the people that maybe they have uh, medical mm-hmm. bills and, you know, their their um, standard deduction, they're they're pushing – the $26,000 threshold to itemize. That's different. Would it be worth it to donate $1,000 to the church yes. to get you over that hump? Exactly. And then you can turn around and, and start. And, and it would open up the door for itemization. So, again, medical. Medical is the first 7.5% of your adjusted gross income, which is a hard number to figure out unless you key it into a tax return. Um, but the first 7.5% is on you. So you make hundred. Your adjusted gross income is a hundred grand. The first seven thousand five hundred bucks out of pocket, you pay. No questions asked. Anything in excess of that, you start to get to be able to write it off. But again, you got to get grand total. You got to get to the twenty six thousand mark, whether it's medical, charitable contributions, you know, all that good. You get Church ten grand. Tithing, all that yeah, stuff. you get ten grand right for the top. Yeah, for your salt state local yeah. deduction. So. Again, that's a combination of all those that hit that Schedule A going forward. Yeah, well, I'm so. I'm not there yet, but you'll let me know if I'm getting close. <laughs> oh yeah, that. no, no, we do. If we if we calc it when we're doing the return and we're, you know, twenty four thousand seven hundred, there's a phone call that goes out that go, hey, you got anything else? You know, yeah. and some people might go, oh, I forgot about it. yeah, I need that. You know, I did do this charitable deduction, but I didn't think we could use it exactly. This year, well, I hear so. that a lot after the return's done. Then they're like, well, hey, I got all this stack of stuff, and it's like, well, why didn't you give it to us? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Give Jeff everything and and keep it nice and neat and orderly. Yes. My wife spent some time putting everything into a a, a spreadsheet, spreadsheet, and Jeff just loves that. Yep. No. Reebok boxes. No, 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 no. No those shoe are, boxes. Those are the ones seats. you walk by and you get the shivers from and you're like, ah. <laughs> Kathy, that one's yours. <laughs> um, what? Uh, so refunds are down just because mm-hmm. we can't claim the charitable deductions yeah. that we did last year. Yeah. And, and, and the child tax credit doesn't exist. Doesn't exist um, anymore. This is back to where it, 20, where it was. 2022, don't forget. this. We caught this one. 2022 is the last year. So if you remember back in 2020 uh, through COVID, you could reach in and take money out of your IRA, not pay tax on it, um, and it would then divide it over three years. So 
you know, if you took 30 grand out, you go 10,000, 10,000, 10,000. So put it back in. Yeah. Well, don't even put it back in. Just take it out. You're going to pay tax on it. Mm -hmm. But when you took it out, you didn't have to pay tax on the full amount. You, you, the tax was divided over three years. Oh yeah. Okay. I see. So remember 2022 is the last year of that. So if you're doing your own return, this is something that we stumbled into early this year. Uh, Our software didn't drag the, uh, push the calculations over. Oh, no. So if you were not paying attention and you were keying in the return, it would not bring that money over. You have to go force the the entry, in a sense, as a brand new transaction. So if you change software providers and you did that in 2020, um, you still have you still have your one third due in 2022. Um, make sure and it's I, on I, there. I bet if you don't pay <laughs> it, they hit you with a nice penalty. It'll, it'll take them a bit. They'll catch it. Because it's a that's a chunk of change for most people that we've seen, um, but one of them that I knew for a fact that was you know we even talked about it. Hey, it's your last year, everything's cool. You know, after this, you don't have to worry about it. And when I did the return, I was like, wait, that's impossible. He gets a refund. It's a totally impossible. Went back, looked at it, and the software did not. It wasn't keying in. Didn't didn't transfer it from the previous year. So mm. if you jumped between H and R block tax software and went to you know TurboTax or Tax Act. It's not going to drag that data over. You have to manually go force it. So just something to be aware of. And again, Jeff is It'll, catching it for people when they aren't catching yeah. it for themselves. So it was shocking that our software didn't do it, but that's a whole other issue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then another thing that you're seeing is uh, people and their Roth. Yes. Overfunding of Roth. I mean, you, you're going through, you know, hundreds of tax returns and you're like, oh, yeah, another overfunding of the Roth. You know, it's what's not, going on it's here? Not, it's not bad. It, again, because it's that concept, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. People are like, well, nobody told me. But I get it. I totally get it. Um, the problem is, is when it gets keyed in, there's a thing called the 5498. Um, it's really not a tax document, but it is. <laughs> it's what the IRS says. It's really designed for if you put money into an IRA, a Roth, and it'll say, hey, you put 5000 6000 It's a way to keep you from cheating to say, oh, I've maxed it out and you put 50 bucks in it. So <clears throat> on the 5498s, what we're catching is where people fund their IRAs. So, so if you have a 401k or access to a pension plan, um, you want to do it through your 401k. But some people will put 1000 or 2000 bucks in their 401k and then put 7000 or try and do 7000 into an IRA deductible. And then put two or three thousand dollars into a Roth. You can't do all of them. Can't do all of them. Yeah. So the concept is is like you have. Your so f- let's run through this. <clears throat> let's break it down. Four hundred one k. This is through you know my work mm-hmm. comes out of my paycheck. What is the difference between a four hundred one k and an IRA? Contribution limits. Well, first would be four hundred one k as an employer sponsored plan. And it has contrib- high, way higher contribution limits um, to the like 20500 range. Um, and you could do all pre-tax. You could do all after-tax Roth. Um, you could do half and half. You could I, do I split whatever up, you I want. Do half and half. Exactly. You can do whatever you want. But you have that cap of that 20500 this last year. Um, an IRA, depending upon your age, you're either 6000 or 7000 and you're maxed out. So the trick is, is you if you don't have access to a four hundred one k, you get to do a full six or seven thousand dollar deductible IRA, but you can't go and do seven grand into a Roth at the same time. It's going to cap you out. 
So that's where the problem comes into play. We're seeing people that did Ross multiple years and never told us until this year because they brought us three or four years worth of the 5498 and went, oh, yeah, I think you need to see these things. And then it's like, yeeks. <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> so and are, are people not bringing these in because they're, they're hiding them or they no, just not, forgot? They're not, they're just, they, they got shuffled aside. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not hiding them by no means. It's like, oh, hey, yeah, here's a couple Don't of them. Don't tell Jeff that we've been <clears throat> contributing to everything. <laughs> See, because a Roth, really, you don't get a benefit. You're not going to get a tax deduction for it. Because um, you already paid your taxes. Exactly. So it's after, so a lot of people think, oh, it never needs to go on a tax return. I don't have to worry about it. But it does because the the uh, the way that it comes out at a later date is going to be at tax return level. So 10 years from now, um, you say, hey, I'm going to take $1,000 out of my Roth. Um, it shows up, that 1000 bucks shows up on a 1099, but it, a box gets checked that says taxable amount not determined. Nobody has an idea whether it's taxable or not. If your data, your contributions for your Roths are in the tax return, tax return automatically does a calculation and says, nope, return of principal, it's tax-free. It's that easy. Um, but if you don't put your contributions in your tax return over a period of time, it's going to show up and you got to you got to go backwards in a sense and figure out what you put in your Roth, mm-hmm. key it in to where it doesn't make it taxable. And this this is where things start to get goofy because yeah. all these things have rules. We've always heard tons and tons of rules. <laughs> five years, fifty nine and a half, yeah. uh, whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> you know, you Jeff always talks about the guardrails. If you stay on the road in between the guardrails and you don't veer off into the ravine, you're gonna be fine. Those yes. guardrails are the tax code. That's tax code exactly. So. There's all these rules, and and I say they're goofy, but Jeff's like, that's that's the way that it works. It's the way it works. You just got to play yeah. ball. Um, but if you don't know those rules, like these people that are coming in saying, oh, yeah. by the way, Jeff, I had a stack of these. Do you want these or not? And, and it's like, like, yes. <laughs> yes, I want those. We wouldn't know. Yeah. You know, how are we supposed to know? I yeah. want to get somebody on the phone in D- Washington, D.C. and just start shouting. <laughs> how you expect us to know all of this stuff? No. You know, yeah. they don't teach us this in school. They don't come to our houses and sit us right. down at our kitchen tables. Uh, it's up to us to either learn it on our own yeah. or call Jeff. Exactly. And, <laughs> and say, say, help. <laughs> help me. 636, by the way, is the number. 636-394-5524. Capital Advisory Group. Jeff's, Jeff brought my tax returns here. I can't wait to rip into these and find out how much <laughs> money we're getting back. Um, millions. Millions. But... Who knows these rules? Yeah, and like, again, it goes back to that. You don't know what you don't know. I mean, we get yelled all the time. So they're like, hey, somebody should have told us that. I, I get that. But there's no way I could recite those rules to you as we go forward. Because some I have control over, like some accounts, accounts we manage. Yeah, I'll go upside down and backwards on those going, hey, here's your here's your rules, goods and bads. But if it's something in the outside world, I have no, I don't know you're doing it. So yeah. It's reverse. You know, you don't know what you don't know. You didn't bring it into me. I, <laughs> yeah. I can't just predict what yeah. you're doing. Uh, and everything that we do, everything that we do causes some sort of tax it, liability. Exa- well, not so much tax liability, but it will fall on a tax return mm-hmm. either today or later in the future, and it's going to generate something. Something. Um, so it's better to be prepared. Whether they kick you back and they yeah. say, you know, return yeah. of principal. Yeah. Or whether they say you owe us ten grand, <laughs> whatever you do yes. will fall on a tax return at some point. Exactly. So uh, here, 
next year when you go in to see Jeff to do your taxes, bring everything. Exactly. Even yeah. the stuff you don't think matters. Yeah. There's people that bring stuff and it's like, nope, we don't want that. We don't need it. But every year they'll bring it just for kicks to yeah. make sure. And especially that crypto stuff because they're going to start coming after everybody. Yes. That. Oh, yeah. That's that's next in line. <laughs> uh, and then and while we're here, the IRS commissioner just said, hey, we figured out how we're going to spend that $80 billion. Yeah. And we are going to go after some people. They're going to go after a lot of people. They say they're only going after people that make more than $400,000 a year. Um, and that's kind of they're trying to follow the White House's, uh, I say, tune in a sense. Um, I find that very hard to believe. Um, anybody that is, a, 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 I say, in the gig economy, subcontractors, sole proprietors, I think you're number one. Um, again, their first, I say, shot across the bow was going after waiters and waitresses yeah. um, for unreported tips. You go, come on. But, you know, there is a lot of weirdness in that industry. So Look, we, you know, I've been in the industry. Yeah. We did keep <laughs> our cash tips and we didn't necessarily declare them all. Yeah. And I'm just saying for hypothetically. Uh, and technically, according to the IRS, that's against the law. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you want to have sympathy for these people. Uh, but at the end of the day, the letter yeah. of the law says you have to have declare, to declare your income yes. on your tax return, and they weren't doing it. Yeah. So is it wrong to go after them? Is it right? I don't know. Yeah. But again, when they say, hey, we're only going to go after people that make more than 400 and then the first people they go after, they go after don't the make 400 <laughs> um, are working to live. Yeah. And so you kind of go, eh. But they're only uh, – IRS was only two months late on their – plan, if you want to call it that. Um, they were supposed to report to Janet Yellen, who is the f- uh, Fed secretary. Uh, You're supposed to do it months ago. Like in January, February, first week of February, something like that. And they kind of missed their meeting, which is, I guess, I don't, I don't know if somebody called ahead or not, but they weren't there. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Tell them I'm in the shower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so that's where we sit today. So the new directors out there, there's a new IRS director. Um, he's a month on the job now. Um, and he was the IRS director back maybe six years ago, uh, which is good because he knows the lay of the land. He knows the lay of the land. So it's, he, his, his, to get up to speed won't take nowhere near what it's somebody, you know, a newbie coming in that, you know, doesn't know who to talk to or who not to talk to. So hopefully he can kind of get this back under control. So, and the idea is that they are going to go out and find, not necessarily tax cheats, but people I, I, who I won't are, say tax cheats, but I'll say people who just didn't report what they should have reported. Um, and whether it was on accident, yes. wink, or <laughs> you know they purposely yes. uh, lied on their tax returns. And, and again, because the IRS realizes that over COVID, so 20, 2020 to today, um, literally there have been more people who have stepped up and created what's called tax ID numbers, which is, hey, I'm going to start a company. Um, it could be a little bitty company. It could be a huge company. Um, they go to the IRS. You fill out some paperwork. You get a tax ID number. Um, there have been more tax ID numbers created in the last, I'll say, two and a half, three years than historically ever, which you sit back and go, wait a minute. So that's your Uber drivers. That's, um, you know, somebody that's going to be like, hey, I'm going in. I'm going to do this myself. Um, so the IRS knows there's a ton of people out there that they could, you know, prime pickings to go see if they can get more money. Yeah. It's that easy. 
It's that easy. And, <laughs> you know, we do need money in this oh, country. We most definitely do. So they spent $80 billion, hopefully, to make, you know, $100 billion. I think they said that it was over. I think they did it, even though it's paid out over, it's paid to the IRS over 10 years. I think they said in uh, 15 years they recoup some crazy one point something trillion, trillion dollars back. Now, how true that is, who knows? Right. Um, Spend money to go find yes. money that people <laughs> aren't putting on their tax returns. Yes. But like with this overfunding of the Roth that you keep seeing. Weird stuff like that. People coming yeah. in, they're not cheating on their taxes. No, it's, just, they just don't It was know. an oopsie. I they mean, don't know what they don't know. I, I call it an oopsie. Yeah. Um, they didn't realize they couldn't do it. They assumed they could. Um, and again, in our industry, never assume anything. Um, but they assumed they could. They, they did it. They weren't trying to cheat anybody. And the, and the concept on this is as long as you extract the overfundage or the overfunding, I should say, out by the time that you file your return, you're completely safe. There's no penalties, no interest, no nothing. Yeah. So. No, I, all right. I like this. You said uh, in our industry, never assume. Yes. Um, <laughs> have you ever, and maybe you tell me off the air, have you ever started doing a tax return for an individual or maybe a business and you look at it and you go, uh... No. <laughs> looks like you guys are laundering money. <laughs> Not so much laundering money, but you look at it and you go, that's impossible. That's impossible. And we have packaged it up and said we refuse to do it. Yeah. We're not touching it. Go find somebody um, else. Somebody else will do it. I don't know where, but we're not. Are you required to report things? Technically, if you see something fishy? that's that's obvious um, like that, yeah. I mean, technically you should. And there's a hotline number. Even if an average consumer sees something and they don't, they go, ooh, that's blatant fraud. Um, there's actually a, a tip number for the IRS that you can call. Yeah. Seriously. Um, yeah. And I've had people who, it's a long story, but were ticked at somebody else and they knew that what they were doing. Um, they called and the IRS wow, said. Wow, they turned them in. And they turned them in. They called in. They called in the number, and but it didn't go anywhere. Mm. I mean, just fell on deaf ears yeah. and that's when covid when irs was understaffed so they probably really didn't have anybody to go hunt it down now whether their name's still on the was, list yeah. the phone was ringing for <laughs> yeah. six hours yeah that's how much spite that person had uh i, I know a guy in yeah. st charles that's right trying to claim his cat as a dependent you know and then they'll come after me hey i had that i had that question asked me asked to me um if you could claim a, a animal as a dependent because they have health insurance for it. Oh, they do? Yeah, you can get you can insurance get, for your You can dog. get health insurance for your animals, mm-hmm. of dogs and cats, I'm assuming. Um, and they said, well, I got health insurance. I'm paying health insurance. Why can't I write it off? And I was like, well, you got to be a dependent. And uh, they're like, well, why can't I claim them? I'm like, never had a dog with a social security number, but hey. Well, these <laughs> days, people are going to probably start arguing for pets to exactly. be treated it was, as people. It was wild. So I was like, I've never had that asked. <laughs> what about like livestock or horses that, you know, drag plows and stuff? That goes under a totally different... Totally different thing. It's not a dependent, but it's an actual investment. So yeah. it goes on farm income, our farm losses, depending upon what takes place. Uh, we had one... Uh, what is it? All his chickens died, or well, he had to kill them. They had something. He had to kill all his chickens. I heard that there's some sort of bird flu going yeah. around, and they had to to kill like a million chickens. Um, like, this That's... was right in our neighborhood, and I think it was 52 that he had to kill. Um, I mean, like, whoa, that's kind of crazy, but yeah, but it's like, wh- what's that person supposed to do? Can they claim some sort of 
Yeah, it's a long, long-winded loss, but yeah. yes. <laughs> Interesting. So. Well, we're running out of time, but uh, rather than go to break and come back, let's just finish this out right now. I want to mention you said Seattle. Uh, by the way, 30-year fixed mortgage rate has come down. Yes, they've come down, just which is crazy. Even though even though the Fed keeps raising rates and raising rates, the, the actual 30-year has come down a bit, gets into that bond, you know, uh, bond backing of these uh, mortgages, but which is good. So, but, uh, so in Seattle, the weirdest thing. So if you are a sole, you're independent, you're sole proprietor, you run your own show, you get sick days now. So this is apparently made it through one of the commissions or whoever. Uber, Uber drivers. Yeah. They, they, if they work one day, they get paid. If they don't work one day, they don't, they get, don't paid. get paid. But now five days a week, they can say, I don't want to work and call yeah. it a sick they day. Call it a sick day. And it's like the average of seven average working days is how they do this calculation on what they get paid per day. Um, I still don't know who's going to pay them because if they're a subcontractor, you pay them for whatever that contract is and you're done. <laughs> hmm. So it, it was kind of weird. Um, but there, I mean, I can see trying to bring health benefits to somebody. Um, but that's what ACA is for uh, affordable care act or Obamacare. Um, but now you have the, I'll call it the government getting involved one more layer saying, Hey, you're due five sick days, even though you're a subcontractor. I just, it was kind of bizarre. Now my wife was a contractor, uh, and you know, she worked there for a couple of years and then she finally got hired on by Mm -hmm. the company and uh, she worked 40 hours a week. She was, uh, what do you say? She was expected to be at a certain place at a certain time every day. Um, so I understand why that person deserves sick days, but an Uber driver, well, I'm going to work tonight, but I'm yeah. not going to work or, tonight. Or I could say, I don't feel like working this week. I don't feel and like nobody's going to yell at them. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they, there's no boss yeah, involved, you know, exactly. if, Hey, you didn't come in today and start <laughs> Uber driving. So yeah. it's, that's just, that's weird to me. It's but. It was a little, it's a reach, far reach. I don't know how long that's going to stay in play. Paid vacation. That's next, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it was sick. I mean, I can see the sick days, but still. Who's going to pay it? Because if you're a subcontractor and you're working for multiple people, you're just going to yeah. arbitrarily pick somebody and go, hey, you pay that. it. Yeah. You pay it today. You know? Interesting. So, All right. Well, is. that's the kind of information that we provide here on Keep What's Yours. We tell you how to keep more of your money. We tell you what's out there as far as tax code is involved. We say, hey, go visit Jeff once he gets back from his, his vacation. Yes. Uh, <laughs> go get a calendar date and go see Jeff and say, how can I start implementing the Josh plan and yes. my own? I got kids. I want to keep more of my money. Uh, you know, I got medical bills to pay. Mm-hmm. I got this. I got that. Jeff, this is my life. How can I keep more of what's mine? That's your taxes are one thing. How do you? How do I keep more of my money? That's an every time you get yep. paid on your paycheck stub kind yes. of thing, and that's something Jeff can implement in your life starting tomorrow. That's tomorrow, right. Tomorrow. Sunday. Well, no, maybe. <laughs> Give me a couple of days next yeah. week. <laughs> Give them two weeks to kind of wrap everything up here. But that's the kind of thing that Jeff can offer you. 636-394-5524. Keep more of what's yours. Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Counting the days down until oh, your vacation. Yes. <laughs> You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufal, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com.